This is a podcast from Rover. G'day everyone, how are we doing? This is Rex today. I'm Dominic George. We're here until 12.30. Thanks to the team at NetSpeed. Coming up in just a moment, we talk aquaculture with Rebecca Barclay, a multi-million dollar project underway. We'll find out the details. We're also going to be looking at the Inspiring Food and Futures in Schools program with Trevor McIntyre. And we go to Robert Peacock from Orari Gorge Station about the low-input progeny test. The results have been collated. We will find out the details with Robert Peacock. That's all coming up between now and 12.30. But first up today, we're dipping our toes into a, a sort of a different kind of farming story on the program today. There's a pilot project for farming a native brown kelp, which is off to a very exciting start in what could become a new ocean farming sector for the aquaculture industry. Envirostrat is growing seaweed plants in a custom-built nursery in Tauranga, and they're planting them off Coromandel's Ponui Island in a $5 million three-year pilot project. Greenwave project lead Rebecca Barkley joins us now to tell us all about about it. Rebecca, nice to have you on the show. How are you? I'm great, thank you, and thanks so much for having me. No worries. Tell us about the project. Very interesting stuff. The first time in New Zealand that brown kelp has been grown in a hatchery and put out onto a farm. Correct, yeah. So Greenway's an innovative three-year regenerative ocean farming pilot, um, hopefully paving the way for a sustainable seaweed aquaculture industry in New Zealand. Well, the brown kelp has never been harvested from the wild. How do you actually harvest it? What's the process here? So you use scuba and um, we go out and collect reproductive tissue from wild plants. And we, we choose plants located near the farms where we're going to outplant them. So we go out on scuba, take um, parts of a plant, only small parts of the plant. We take that tissue back to a hatchery we clean it up and we go through a process to induce the um, reproductive tissue to release their spores. Once that tissue has been stressed, it you know, kind of goes, oh, I need to reproduce now. So it releases the spores. That spore solution is then put into a, um, a tank of water with some spools with twine wrapped around it. The floating spores settle out onto the twine and then they grow. Once they're at about two to four millimetres, then we take those um, spools and then we take them from the hatchery out onto the farm and then we outplant them onto the farm. This is something that I've been hearing about a little bit more in the last sort of maybe two to three years is the importance of this sort of um, aquaculture and it's particularly in relation to agriculture on the land. There's a, there's a real link there and it's something that we're hearing more and more of, uh, as I say, in, in, in more recent times. Absolutely, yeah. So we chose Eclonia radiata um, most importantly because there is an existing known market demand of the product mm. in New Zealand. Um, yeah, so from the outset of this project, we were acutely aware that if we want to catalyse a viable new primary sector, there has to be a market demand. And in our case, the demand was mostly um, from products used in the agri-sector, such as biostimulants. Part of our project is looking at um, what are the impacts of using that biostimulant on our, our farming soil. So one of the many work streams within our project Project will be um, soil sampling of the agri-sea products. 
Um, and then we'll be looking at, you know, what biodiversity impacts are there? Does the soil retain more water? Does the plants grow better? by using these biostimulants. Yeah, and um, I think, you know, indications are that they certainly do to a degree anyway. Um, What's so important about this specific type of seaweed that you're talking about? Is there something, um, you know, special about that? Yeah, well, um, there is a market demand. Um, That was one of the, the most important aspects of this pilot. You know, you don't focus on a seaweed if if no one's already using it. Mm. So the other aspects of the clonier is that it it is very tolerant to the warmer waters up here in the North Island. Right. Um, And it's locally native within the Hauraki Gulf. So we source the plants from within a a very um, small range of our existing farms. So Rebecca, what are the goals of the project? Yeah, there are three main um, areas of focus with the pilot. Um, Most importantly, we want to optimise production of the supply chain. And that means understanding how best to grow seaweed. What are the environmental and ocean conditions which influence its growth? Um, How to optimise hatchery production? You know, what different types of rope and farming layouts are needed? And ultimately, we're seeking to maximise the revenue opportunities for the future seaweed farmers that we work with. Um, We're also developing a business model that will enable sustainable growth in the future. And that means we want to do as much as we can to commercially de-risk farming. Um, This will include guaranteed access to hatchery product, training and workforce development, assistance with compliance, etc. It's a bit of a minefield out there right now, mm. um, you know, with that whole legal framework. But MPI have been incredible um, in enabling us to get to where we're at. Um, and it'll also include ensuring a good price for the seaweed being farmed by moving up that value chain. Um, the final area we're focusing on relates to the impact of seaweed farming. Um, in particular, we want to understand and measure the environmental impacts of seaweed, which will include climate change mitigation, water quality improvement, and biodiversity benefits. Rebecca Barclay, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you.